0: It is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022, and we are here again for another Blitz Wednesday waiting to interface with the Blitz. Uh, This is Lawyer Talk, and those who have been following know that we've been dropping these Blitz segments separately. And for those who uh, don't get through to the Blitz uh, or want uh, their own questions asked and answered, uh, all they have to do is go to the LawyerTalkPodcast.com webpage and uh, submit a question there. So we've been taking questions and uh, answering those in a separate Q&A podcast session. Uh, Beyond that, we've got the roundtable that is uh, ever-evolving. got Norm, who has been participating in the roundtable. Great content coming out that way. Just a little bit longer discussions. We did a good interview with an an attorney on some uh, First Amendment uh, issues last week, and that should be uh, dropping soon. So uh, lots of stuff coming on Lawyer Talk. We're trying to make it as easy uh, for our millions and millions of listeners to consume as possible. Uh, So if you only like the question-and-answer session, Just listen to the question and answer. If you only like the roundtable, we'll just listen to that. Uh, And then we have the lawyer talk legal breakdown where when there's a legal hot topic, something uh, cooking in the world or in the country uh, that I think the news media just isn't covering quite right, I'll give it the real legal breakdown where I take these complicated uh, legal concepts and make them simple because, as the saying goes, I like to make things simple and almost everything can be made simple. So with that introduction, it appears that the Blitz is ready to interface Here we go.
1: All right, guys. It's time to have Steve Palmer join us. Hello, Steve. Hello,
0: Hello, everybody.
2: Hello.
1: Steve, uh, we have some people already lined up to talk to you, man. Uh, We have William here who has a Homeowners Association question. William?
3: Yes. um, When I bought my house uh, approximately seven years ago, uh, there was no homeowners association. That's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to buy the house, also. Didn't have to deal with any of that kind of stuff. So, and then recently within the last year, um, I'm assuming that the development uh, people who developed our subdivision came in or left, and now a homeowners association is kind of being forced upon us. And I wanted to check out what the legality of that would be.
0: Well, I, I, you know what? I, I don't know the answer completely. I know this. A lot of times, when builders uh, create a neighborhood in the deed or in the uh, agreement to buy the house, it'll say there'll be an HOA created at once the uh, builders pull out. Uh, I've seen that before. Uh, you, I, I would go back to the original deed, the original contract, and see what is mentioned there. Beyond that, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what the rules are to create an HOA, but I'm guessing it has something to do with everybody voting and agreeing. Uh, and then what it does it becomes covenant or it becomes a it becomes a restriction on your deed I hate to use the word restriction but it becomes part of your parcel so you got to follow the HOA rules and HOA rules you know they're enforceable and we get I get questions a lot really from neighbors who say I want to paint my fence this color and the other neighbor won't let me and my fence is too high so the HOA is trying to make me take it down I mean it can get pretty, uh, it can get pretty petty at times. But on the other hand, there's, there's some good things that HOAs do as well. So maybe not the worst thing in the world. I guess it'll depend upon how it is uh, implemented. And, you know, I, I guess I should say this, too. If you, if you really don't like uh, or if you're really concerned about what they might do, maybe get involved, man. Get on the board. Do something uh, to uh, help guide it and keep it safe and sound for everybody. Yeah,
1: it's a good idea. That is a good idea. And, you know, the other thing, too, is like you got to look into those things before you buy. And I'm not saying that you did it, man. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that I know, friends of mine that have gotten into situations where they fall in love with the house. And that's like one of the last things that they forget to ask. And then before you know it, you're mixed in with a bunch of people that you're at the the will of them. I mean, like if you plan to do anything to the exterior of your house, I mean, like you're pretty much at their mercy. So, I mean, it definitely, uh, can be aggravating.
0: Yeah. Steve's right. Get involved in that rulemaking. That's important. Yeah. You got to get elected,
1: <laughs> right? If you don't like it, vote. I mean, that's what yeah. they say, right? You know, the same goes for HOA, I guess. All right. So All right, I appreciate it. Thank you. I'll do that. Yeah. William. Thanks man. Appreciate you. All right. So Adam, I'm sorry, Amanda is online too, Steve, and she has a power of attorney question. What's up, Amanda?
4: Hi, I was trying to figure out, so my stepdad is, Like, he's not doing well, and I'm trying to figure out what to do. He knows he wants me to have power of attorney over his finances, but he can't write. Is there, like, a way to verbally sign a...
0: Yeah, of attorney for finances. I, I, I believe there is. Yeah. And this is going to be, this is going to be one of those nuanced questions that's going to have uh, some specifics that I'm not going to be familiar with. So uh, if I were in your shoes, I would call Jay Michael at 614-443-6262 and he can probably get that done for you. There's probably other things you want to do as well. If there's uh, state documents that aren't finalized, it's a good time to do that um, durable power of attorney or healthcare power of attorney. Uh, all those things he can help with just to make sure you've got all the ducks in a row. Nobody likes to be at this stage of life, but it's helpful if you don't have to stress about it uh, when it really gets uh, when it gets difficult. So I'd get ahead of it. It sounds like you are. Uh, give Jay a call. Tell him I said uh, hello, and I suggested that you call.
2: All right. Thank you so much.
1: You bet. All right, cool. 821 9970 800 821
2: 9970. We have one via tax. Yeah, we're let's here go in right lot, to
1: the uh, the tax machine here.
2: Um, my name is Tyler. My fiance has a big problem with an insurance <laughs> company that she was getting auto insurance through. Her and her mom were on the policy, but the insurance company added her brother to the policy without their permission Uh-oh. because it was mandatory in Ohio. Now, they did that to us with Kaylee because yeah. we hadn't done it. So they just added it. And I thought that was nice. Uh, but the insurance company added her brother to the policy without her permission because it was mandatory. Um, they charged her like $1,200 for him to be on it. They did the same for us. Uh, we called and we got it lowered, remember? Yeah. Is Actually, you did. Is there a case to be made there or how do we go about it getting settled? And can they do that legally?
0: Yeah. I, you know, here's what comes up. And I don't know all the rules to this. And, you know, it sounds like... Uh, our good friends here, Randy Loper, can help answer this question because they went through it. But uh, uh, here's the deal. It's like you don't have to pay for something you don't want. But if you have a contract for your other auto insurance coverage, that is the other adults in the household, the contract very well may say that all members of the household who are 16 years of age and, are, and or are driving have to be on the same policy. And the reason for this is what happens is people take the car uh, or your kids will take the car. They go out and crash it. And uh, the insurance company wants to make sure they, if they're going to have to cover that, that they are getting uh, their premiums for it. Um, I would call and negotiate the best you can. Uh, you can always shop rates. You can always get a separate policy for your your children and then try to negotiate it back. I mean, there's nothing. There's no mandatory things here other than uh, if you have a contract, uh, they may make you add every driver in the household. Now this is, comes up in uh, split families a lot, where you've got one kid living with one parent and the other with the other and who's driving whose cars. I mean, it gets, it can get confusing ah, yeah. and the insurance company will make you add all adult drivers, uh, just to cover you. And you, you can sort of see it their way. On the other hand, seems a little shifty not to tell you and just to bill you. So I would, I would yeah, call it,
1: it is interesting, right? Like they, they just, USAA for us, they just did it. I mean, like, you know, there was nothing we could do about it. I mean, even Gronk tried to get on our our list, but I mean, they didn't let him. <laughs> Thank God! All right, uh, we we have uh, an anonymous call right now from uh, well, this is on line one. I can't tell you who it's from because it's anonymous.
4: Um, actually, my name is Emily.
1: Oh my <laughs> God, you blew it! No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead.
4: No, it's all good, dude. Uh, so I've been watching, you know, the TikTok, and uh, the TikTok has a lot to say, and. I've been seeing a lot of people talk about uh, the difference between a will and a trust and how you possibly might want to have everything in a trust because it's easier for your family to access. Yeah. Um, and is this correct?
0: Well, again, this is a pretty broad generalized question. Wills basically dictate when you die, how assets get allocated. If you die intestate, that is without a will. What will happen is there's, a, there's rules in place. There's, there's a Ohio revised code section that sort of says uh, who gets what and when and how. Uh, if you have a trust, you can sometimes use that trust to make sure to have your assets pass outside the estate. So somebody you've already given the asset to somebody before death and uh, with certain agreements and rules on how it works. And then if you die, that since they've already have it, it can maybe pass outside the estate so you don't have to go through probate uh, and deal with that. Um, it, it a lot of these. Uh, the estate planning business is a complicated one, uh, a lucrative one for the lawyers to do it uh, because it it's not easy to uh, allocate or it's not easy to plan for all this and optimize it for the best tax purposes, the best and uh, what you're trying to accomplish with your with your heirs. Um, But I know
2: the TikTok videos, like I see them too. And it's something like if you put it in a trust, then when your kids get the house, they don't have to pay all these taxes on it. Versus if it's in a will, they'll have to pay all these certain taxes on it. Right, Emily? Yeah, that's what I've been seeing. And then, you know,
4: just knowing that I have a son that is not 18, also finding out, you know, like for life insurance purposes and stuff like that, that I possibly should not have my life insurance in his name and I should... Um, because he won't be able to access it until he's 18. So, And I don't necessarily have anybody that I trust or, like, a backup. So, like, obviously, like, his grandparents or something like that. But, like, after that, I'm not exactly sure who I would want to designate to control my son's money if
0: something happens. Yeah, Uh, you're on the right track here. You're on the right track here. I have life insurance. I have uh, two sons, and they're not going to inherit, or they're not going to get the benefits right away. All my life insurance benefits go into a trust, and there are rules on uh, how that works. So they're not going to just uh, get a windfall and go blow it at 18 years old because... And they
2: take out certain amount. Like, each month they can take out, like, some. Is that how it is?
0: Yeah, correct. Or you can... There's something right. called a Totten Trust where you're just worried, or a spendthrift trust, where you're worried you're going to give your kids... Uh, too much money all at once, and they're going to go out and buy a bunch of you know, maybe contraband oh, yeah. and, and have a good time <laughs> yes. and blow it all. And, uh, you know, having a lot of money doesn't necessarily uh, – is not necessarily a good thing. Uh, there, there's some uh, there's some credence to saying you should earn it on your own. So my kids, at, I think, at 30 get to start really uh, reaping the rewards if they have done certain things in their life to get there. Yeah. Um, or you can have it uh, dispersed only for educational purposes. Or you can have it dispersed, uh, like you said, Randy, uh, incrementally, uh, just so it doesn't get blown through. So there are all sorts of rules. And, again, this is a Jay Michael question. And, frankly, my trust, he created it. And uh, he helped me uh, get everything organized. So that's where I would go. J. Michael, 614-443-6262. All right,
1: I love it. Uh, 821-9970, 800-821-9970 is the telephone number. We have Dion online two. Dion, what's up, man?
3: Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, hey, brother. So I have a question. I've um, been divorced about a year now, so, but what I found out is my wife at the time uh, had some property that her father had given her, and she purposely signed that property over to my daughter um so she didn't have to claim it in the divorce now she did this on purpose and then after the divorce the daughter signed it back over to her and then she sold it do I have any grounds to say hey that was you know it was given to you you know free of charge while we were married is that maybe any grounds to go back and say that half mine
0: maybe so the first question is I mean look at the outset I think she was obligated to disclose that if you did you guys have lawyers in the divorce no, we did a dissolution. All right. Well, so you would have had to fill out what's called financial affidavits where both of you signed and authorized that you're giving uh that you're disclosing everything. And yep. there's probably questions in those affidavits that would have covered this kind of thing. Now, just because the questions covered it doesn't make it a marital asset. It also could be true that the gift from her father was a non-marital asset, was something that Uh, passed outside the or was uh, that could have passed to her directly and not be divisible in divorce and I I don't know the answer that's a domestic relations lawyer question Um, and the issue is like if you've get if you receive a gift in the marriage from uh, your parents say land or something else uh, is that a marital marital asset and the answer is a resounding I'm not sure uh, so what you would do is you would call a good qualified domestic relations lawyer and, and ask and see if you can, um, get a consultation. Uh, domestic lawyers usually charge consultation fees. This is worth it because there might be a lot of money at stake and you, you want some peace of mind to get a good answer. And, you know, if you have free advice, the, uh, you know, sometimes you're not going to get the full Uh, Understanding or the full disclosure of everything that's going on, Uh, it takes a little bit of digging sometimes to get the answers to these questions. So, did uh,
2: did your father-in-law like you? Does he like me? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He does like you. Actually,
3: what's weird is I get—I still, well, up until recently, but I got along better with her parents than she did. Hmm.
1: Ah. Oh, interesting.
3: Right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, and I will reach out to domestic uh, lawyer because I also a separate bank account uh from when um she just kind of said you know during the time i paid all the bills this and that and she was working too and i'm like hey you know have, you know it's your money your paycheck i'll take care of the bills you know we, we just had that kind of relationship we were married for almost 30 years wow but uh she never disclosed any of her money and and i recently found out that she had saved up uh, a little over six figures oh, and wow. kind of hid that so between that and the land. Yeah. enough for her to go buy an RV, take first-class trip to Aruba. that's
0: nice. A life. Yeah, and that sounds like hey. – like, uh, and here's the deal. Sure. It's like it, I don't know how these assets would have been divided up if they were disclosed, but they weren't disclosed and they were required to be disclosed. Then you might have some sort of claim. Um, give me a shout, 614-224-6142. We'll get you uh, referred over to a good uh, domestic relations lawyer, somebody who can help sort this out. And if possible, get back to court and, uh, and get some equity here.
3: I appreciate
1: you guys. Thanks. Hey, thanks, man. We really appreciate you. Steve Palmer's with us each and every Tuesday. He gives us – I'm sorry, Wednesday gives us each uh – legal advice when we need it and steve you do a podcast of your own let people know how they can get a hold of that
0: yeah just check it out lawyer it's got its website and uh, you can access it right there and uh, if you want to go to wherever you get podcasts you can subscribe we've got lots of episodes we uh, we do a lot of extra q a people that either don't get through to you folks or submit questions on uh, on their own to our website uh, and then we got some longer roundtable discussions it's good stuff check it out
1: i love it man steve palmer thanks so much
0: you're welcome all right, another great round of questions with the Blitz. I, I tell you what, I love doing that. I have been doing this now since uh, roughly, you know, 2007, 2006. We started uh, working with the Blitz and we had a little. Um, Maybe a little vacation with a couple other radio stations but nothing nearly as good the blitz is uh, the best at it uh, I love the listeners and I love the questions and uh, boy I, I, I really uh, appreciate the opportunity to answer questions and that's why I have created the lawyer talk podcast.com website where people can submit questions directly there uh, if you don't get through to the blitz I mean I remember as a kid trying to dial over and over and over and over to get through to a radio station to win something I never did um, that's why we made it easy here at Lawyer Talk, lawyertalkpodcast.com. We have a QA and uh, a series on the podcast, and we'll drop an answer to your question right there. Um, and don't worry, I don't use your names. And if you if you give me your address, I won't use that either. I'm not going to publish your phone number, your email, or anything else you give me. I will keep it generic. And if you want me to keep it even more generic, just tell me, and I'll do it. Um, if you've got a real legal question that you want some real legal help for, you know, I'm there for that too. I've got a actually a functional law firm called Yavich and Palmer. You can check that out at ohio And as I say on the blitz over and over and over again, I'll say it here over and over and over again. The time to put my number in your phone is now 614-224-6142. 614-224-6142. Why put it in the why put that in your phone now? So when you're in the back of the cruiser, heaven forbid that happens, or you've got a legal emergency of some other type, you're not messing around saying who do i call what do i do uh, i can't find the number and googling because you don't have service you know whatever the problem would be let's just circumvent the problem let's go right around it and then put my number in your phone on speed dial and then hit me up we have live answering service 24 7 they will find me i will get your legal problems stabilized and give you the help you need uh and again if you want to check out the podcast lawyer talk podcast.com this is lawyer talk off the record on the air with the blitz until now